This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Inside School Food on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Laura Stanley. Um, we're going to have some fun today. Our conversations with two guests will take us to Florida for a look at the use of really hip food trucks to promote and extend school food service. Um, but as regular listeners know, we're always after practical insights on this show, and I promise plenty of that as well. Um, Americans love our food trucks. Um, basically, food trucks are rolling statements about some of the values we hold dearest. Independence, entrepreneurship, mobility, authenticity, creativity, and of course, affordability. With the movement growing so fast across the nation, it was really only a matter of time before school food innovators started getting in on it. When I decided to do an episode on the topic for Inside School Food, I, I had a pick of exciting examples from across the country, including examples from some places that are really cold for a good chunk of the year, year like Minneapolis and, and Burlington, Vermont. Ultimately, I settled on two districts where trucks are in use right now. Uh, temperatures today in Florida's Duval and Orange counties are in the mid-70s. I'm jealous about that. Uh, we're going to begin with Jennifer Smith, who is marketing manager for Orange County Public Schools, uh, a national pioneer in the school food truck movement. Um, Jennifer holds a degree in hospitality management and has many years' experience in food service, marketing, and event promotion. Um, after station break, we'll chat with Brian Giles of Duval County Public Schools, where a brand-new food truck program is getting a lot of attention for its super groovy student design and delicious healthy food, of course. Um, so, Jennifer, you have the coolest job. I want your job. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? <laughs> yeah, so my job really allows me to get in and get face-to-face -face with our customers and dive in and see exactly what it is that they're wanting to get them to come back and eat with us day after day. So and, and give us a little bit of context about um, Orange County Public Schools, which I will call OCPS for short. Um, you're one of the largest districts in the country, um, about 200,000 students. Um, you cover a very densely populated region that includes the city of Orlando. And uh, in 2011, so not that long ago, the District Director of Food and Nutrition Services, uh, Laura Gilbert, was named SNA's uh, Golden School Food Service Director of the Year, among other honors, in recognition of an ambitious overhaul that stemmed enormous financial losses and brought participation up by more than 50%. So OCPS is well in the black now and doing all kinds of great work with fresh and healthy school meals. The, the food truck program we're going to talk about now is one piece of a much bigger picture, but I think it will give listeners a good introduction to how your department goes about problem solving and reaching customers. Uh, but first, Jennifer, fill us in a little more. Um, how many sites uh, do you have in Orange County? We have 186 schools that we service mm -hmm. um, daily as well as um, some charter school locations and off-site locations as well. Right. And how many high schools? 
We have um, 18 high schools, and then four of those schools have ninth-grade centers, right. which okay. are completely separate buildings that, that function on their own. Uh-huh. And what is your free reduced rate? About 68%. Okay. So, you know, we're going to be talking primarily about the high schools today because that's where the, the food truck marketing is, is really most effective. Um, and, and I also should clarify what we mean when we say food truck because, in fact, You've actually got five mobile units that you use for catering, delivery, summer feeding, and so on. So tell us about the truck that's actually visiting the high schools. Okay, so our food truck that we have um, has been with the district since we had a string of bad hurricanes that came through the Central Florida area in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, it was purchased by the school board to be used as an emergency kitchen, and then in 2007, was um, rolled over to the food service program. 2009, then, our food truck was branded um, with some OCPS food service logos and graphics with a really neat eye-catching design, and um, then was brought out to the different schools to be used as an extension of the cafeteria, um, an alternate serving line, if you will. And then in 2013, we reached out to some of our vendors to begin programs to take it to the next level and really compete with the other food trucks that the kids are so used to seeing when they're out and about mm-hmm. at nights and on the weekends. Right, right. So there's a lot of buzz. But with 18 sites to service, Food Truck Day is a pretty special occasion um, at your high school. It's like, what, what's it like when the, you know, do the kids know in advance that it's coming? And then, and then you know, what, what happens when it shows up? Oh, yes, because our customers are always asking when the food truck is coming. We heavily market when the truck is going to be there. So all of the kids on campus know when it's going to be there and what it's going to be serving. So as I mentioned before, um, our food truck had been an extension of the cafeteria, serving the same items that were being served in the cafeteria for the day. So, again, to kind of step up our game and and really um, get in line with what the kids were wanting, we reached out to some of our vendors to see um, how we could partner with them to make a a successful means of service even more successful. And so we partnered with some of our vendors to create brand-new menu items that the kids have never seen before. Mm -hmm. And we'll work with the corporate chefs of of these vendors to create new new food concepts or new menu item concepts, Mm -hmm. and we'll test those out with a small group of students. And if they pass with that small group of students, then these items make it onto the truck. And then we take our truck um, to a different high school each day and serve about two to three items exclusively from that truck. So these are items that the kids cannot get in the the cafeteria line. It's a special item, Mm -hmm. especially from the truck on that particular day. Everything is packaged as a reimbursable meal, so all of our students of all statuses can participate. And then we have the students rate those items that they try off of the truck. And based on the feedback we get from those ratings, it helps us determine if these new food truck-inspired items are something that we can put and promote on our daily lunch menus. Right, right. And, and, and you know, you told me, when we spoke earlier, you, you told me something that really uh, spoke to the buzziness of this. You said originally you were um, menuing items on the truck that were also being menued in the cafeteria, and student perception of the very same food off the truck was completely different. They thought it was more authentic. They thought it was more healthy. They thought it was tastier, and it was the same thing. So the truck really changes their view of what they're eating, just, you know. Absolutely. One of the one of the things that we've heard in all of the – we do a, uh, quite a bit of student research and focus groups throughout the year – 
And one of the things that was constant um, through a lot of the focus groups that we've done recently was that the students are are more aligned to things that they can see being made. And they feel that because they can see people working on the truck and they see the, the items being assembled on the truck, mm-hmm. that it's a different product than what they receive in the cafeteria. And some are even floored to find out that it's the exact same product that are used to make the meals inside the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's on the menu? I know that you're rotating out in and out some great recipes. Like what, what, what's, uh, what's on there lately? Um, so right now we actually are going with a Cajun Creole-style menu, and we have some um, chicken, chicken sausage gumbo with okra served over rice, and then we also have a Cajun chicken pastalaya. It's like a jambalaya but served over pasta. Um, some of our, our past pits have been a buffalo chicken po'boy sandwich, um, a warm Asian chicken salad served with rice. Um, and then coming up next, we've got some more ethnic flair items. We've got a banh mi sandwich, um, uh, breakfast flatbreads that we're trying out. Mm-hmm. So we're, we really use it to, to test a, a wide range of, of things, but again, to keep it in line with some of the stuff that the kids are seeing from a lot of the other food trucks that are local here in the area. Right, right. And you've been doing this long enough to know something about the impact on participation overall. Um, what if, what, you know, what, how's it working? Um, generally, we see on the day that the truck is there, we'll see an average across the district, we'll see an average of about a 12% increase on the day the truck is there. Mm-hmm. However, we do have some schools that, that knock it out of the park, and we've seen as high as a 42% increase on the day that the truck is there. And that's more so among our um, students that are paid status. Right, and which are, you know, are the kids that are, are hardest to, to win over. When you talk about those increases, are those students... Um, the ones who are buying off the truck, or does the presence of the truck generate more interest in the meal program overall? Once we are able to put the items onto our daily menu and really kind of market it as a food truck favorite item, we do see a a large increase in participation in the daily meals program. Mm -hmm. Um, And we feel that using the truck as a means to get there has been, has been key. It's been critical and, and, getting the students to translate from truck customers all the way into daily meal customers. Mm-hmm. We actually, with the first round that we did of this particular program where we've worked with vendors, we were able to track student participation. Um, in the, the survey format that we use, the students input their um, student ID numbers. Mm-hmm. So we were able to go back afterwards and we had the students identify themselves in that survey as either eating in the cafeteria um, never one to two times a week, th- three to four times a week, or every day. Mm-hmm. And of those students that identified themselves as either never eating in the cafeteria or only one to two times a week, mm-hmm. after they visited the truck, 42% of them became um, three or more time a week eaters. And of that 46 or 42%, 56% of them became everyday eaters. So really, this, the truck has been, again, has been critical in getting our students to um, try out our program and see exactly what school food service is about these days. That's a pretty powerful testimony to the effectiveness. Um, and, and I know that looking ahead, you're hoping to build on this success. Um, you're talking about a second truck and um, some other uh, kind of mobile units. Uh, what, what's, you know, what, what's, uh, what's in the cards? 
So right now we are actually in process of um, retrofitting a couple of golf carts to use on some of our widespread um, high school campuses Mm -hmm. to reach the students that maybe walk to school in the morning or prefer to eat out in the courtyard, which may be on the other side of the the campus as where the cafeteria is. And we'll use these kind of easier units to get around those smaller spaces and really get to where the students are. Mm-hmm. And then we've looked at some other concepts that, that rival the, the more traditional food truck, um, one that's like a container-style concept where it's pulled up, it's attached to the back of a pickup truck, and with the push of a button in 90 seconds, it transforms into a pop-up cafe that has all of the equipment that our food truck has, but it's... Um, it, it just has a different look and feel to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're really um, focusing in on these programs that are increasing the participation as well as increasing the revenue to allow us to be able to um, afford those those new types of ventures. Right. And, and you told me that the golf carts are, are going to be equipped with lights and music, and they also are going to be fitted up with um, coolers so you can serve cold and, and I think hot foods too off, the, off of those? Yes, they, the carts are retrofitted with um, warmers and coolers as mm-hmm. well as um, all the different utensils and everything that you need for service. And we are right now in process of um, designing it to, to have the, the be flashy and, and look different from the other golf carts for the kids to be on campus that are maybe used by administration mm-hmm. or um, custodial services. We want ours to really stand out and get the kids' attention. So, right. yeah, we'll have lights and music and all sorts of fun stuff on there for right. for the students to to take notice of. Yeah, and then last but not least, you you're talking about um, an, uh, a retrofitted school bus model for the elementary students, right? Yes, and um, last summer we actually launched we we had a school bus that was completely retrofitted with equipment to hold and serve hot and cold food. And we use this model at our elementary schools for field days, um, to promote breakfast, um, any special event, because the actual bus itself has turned into a serving line. Mm-hmm. So the students will walk up in through the back of the school bus, collect their, the items of their meal, and then they're able to walk down the steps at the front of the school bus where we have a wireless um, POS system set up that um, our cashiers, our cashiers man. So it, it works well for the high, or for the elementary school kids. It gives them a, a new serving line experience, and they just think it's so cool because we've decked the whole inside out with magnets and graphics and posters and everything. So it's a, it's a really neat experience for those kids. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. And, and here's where I really should point out that not all your ideas for hip mobile food service involve a major investment into a full-service food truck. Um, our next guest from Duval County will also talk about putting smaller mobile units to work on school grounds. So smaller districts can bear this in mind. Um, Jennifer, um, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, how you grow the program. I'd love to talk to you again when you, uh, you get it together and get that second unit. I'm excited for you. Um, we Absolutely. Have been, yeah. Uh, we have been speaking with Jennifer Smith, a marketing manager at Orange County Public Schools in Florida, where it's warm enough to eat outside today, a delicious reimbursable school lunch off a school food truck. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, yeah. uh, listeners, do not go away because we have more Florida food truck news to enjoy. This next report from Duval County. You're listening to Inside School Food.
Welcome back to Inside School Food. Today we're talking about creative adaptation of the wildly popular food truck movement for school food. Um, not surprisingly, they're a hit with kids, uh, teenagers especially, and a terrific way to popularize healthy reimbursable school meals. Our next guest is Brian Giles, who oversees school nutrition operations at Duval County Public Schools in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Brian is the first food service professional to appear on Inside School Food who is affiliated with a food service management company. He is vice president of operations for Chartwells K-12. Chartwells has been serving Duval County for six years. Um, And Brian has been doing this kind of work for 16 years, most recently in Houston. He holds an MBA, so he comes to it as a businessman and also a dad. You've got five children at home, right, Brian? Yes, yes. So you know from feeding kids. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about your district. Um, how big is it? Uh, so Duval County is uh, the 22nd largest nationally, it's, but it's only the sixth largest in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have about 125,000 students, mm-hmm. and we serve serve uh, great school food to kids in 158 schools across the county. Great. Um, and what's your free reduced rate? Our free reduced rate is just above 50%. Okay. Yeah. And how's your participation doing? Participation is, is going well. Of course, it's, you know, the, the eternal quest of school food service professionals to, to increase that. We're, for lunch, we're serving about 55% and mm-hmm. breakfast about 35%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you want to tell us about your, your menus? I know you're proud of them. Any, any high points, um, emphasis? And you know, on regional ethnic favorites, what do you you know? What do you yeah. do that you love? Yeah, we uh, we have uh, we we uh, Jacksonville is an interesting uh, Jacksonville slash uh, Duval County is an interesting place because we have such a wide cross section of, of of folks to the to the east of the city. We have beautiful beaches and and uh, sort of the urban core of Jacksonville in the center, and then to the west we have more heavily wooded and even some rural areas, mm-hmm. and so. A wide variety of tastes and certainly uh, uh, ethnic uh, preferences, and so we have been uh, very proud, especially lately. Of, of uh, since we have a central kitchen, we are able to do some what I feel are some fantastic things with our menus in regards to regional flavors. So mm-hmm. uh, everything from a Brunswick stew, which originates uh, up in Georgia, but certainly uh, being close to the Georgia border here, we uh, it's a, certainly a regional flavor. Uh, we're doing a lot of, of, of Asian and also uh, spicy foods from a variety of ethnic uh, flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is the latest and greatest uh, in Duval, and, and students are reacting very well uh, right. with it. Yeah, you told me that Duval kids really like it spicy. We really like it spicy, right, yeah. Right, right. So, and food trucks are such a presence throughout your community. I mean, not, not, I'm talking not just within your school district, but in the community. Can you, can you talk about the, the role they play? Yeah, they they really are, and it's uh, uh, again in urban locales and in even more in suburban um, areas of the nation. Food trucks are really gaining a hold, uh, but Jacksonville, Florida, in in uh, specifically, is really becoming a stronghold for food trucks. I was actually just meeting uh, at uh, City Hall uh, earlier this morning with the mayor's office, and we were talking about the uh, food truck park where they have they've opened it up directly across from City Hall. And food trucks park there every day, Monday through Friday, for lunchtime. And, um, you know, customers and, and just the general population 
really has come to associate food trucks with quality, quality, innovation, creativity, and so it's a fairly, very uh, large buzz around town about it. We even have some suburban locales where mm-hmm. uh, uh, communities with uh, that may have sort of a, a amenity center um, uh, sponsor like a Friday night food truck night where food trucks will actually park in the parking lot of these places and encourage uh, sort of community members to gather around that, that gathering of food trucks as sort of a community building event. So it certainly is a, a very and becoming a very popular uh, thing here in the Jacksonville area. Right. So it's kind of, kind of a must for the school district, it sounds like. It really is, so, yes. Yeah, and your trucks, you have two trucks, um, and they're fairly new. They're just put into service um, this year, right? Yes, they yes they were. Uh, so they're pretty special. Uh, help? Can you help the listeners, you know, visualize them? Because I know the design is pretty special. Yeah, the design is really fantastic, and we we actually um, as we were we uh, with with our management team as we were sort of gathering around and deciding what we what direction we wanted to take uh, this food truck idea. Uh, we uh, one person I forget who it was, but came up with the idea we we should really involve the students in the design of this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we actually op- uh, announced the contest in, in partnership with uh, the Volcano Public Schools to all the area high schools. And we received approximately forty submissions uh, from from students ranging from art students to um, students concentrating in other disciplines. Mm-hmm. And we judged all of those designs, and the winner was actually chosen, was a freshman from a local high school with a special focus on the arts, and she received a $500 gift card as, as a result of that winning entry. And um, it, it, uh, I, think the, uh, I think the food truck design, the food truck wrap, uh, does a really great job at, uh, at portraying the intersection of education and uh, great healthy food. And, and, and we actually, her idea for naming the food trucks was brain food and mm-hmm. so that's that's what we call our food both roving food trucks that uh, that make their way across the county right so the, the design it, it shows brilliantly colored fruits and veggies there's a big wedge of watermelon um, there's um, there's like a, a, a ginormous strawberries and a line drawing of a lower half of a face with its pink tongue hanging out <laughs> there's a big fringed eyeball in back and 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 what's really interesting Brian is that it doesn't say anything about Duval County or school food on it it just yeah. says as you said brain food and each letter is set in a bright block of a different color um, so and and that was a um, conscious choice on your part to not um, make it obviously about school food, and why did you want to do that? Yes, we, you know, one of the one of the uh, draws we felt and and have come to sort of realize even through experience is that food trucks represent, uh, you know, these adjectives as I've, I've already described, right? Innovation, quality, creativity. Uh, typically, for uh, certainly no fault of the efforts of school food professionals nationwide. Typically, the stereotype is that those are not things associated with school food, mm-hmm. um, and and the, and especially the the target uh, the the kids that the uh, students we were wanting to uh, get on board with the food truck initially would typically be those students who traditionally have not uh, participated in school meal programs, and um, you know the the one hint the one hint that um, it is um, uh, or the couple of hints that the food truck is is uh, certainly uh, connected with uh, Duval County Public Schools is 
the student signature is is written on front of the uh, emblazoned on the front mm-hmm. of the food truck, mm-hmm. and there's also certainly that all-seeing eye on the back uh, on the back door with with uh, the big letters uh, spelling the word read. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had intentions, and we still do this. We also had intentions not only to use the food truck um, at uh, district schools, but we wanted it also to be a very prominent uh, piece of the community and, um, you know, get it involved in community events, um, art shows, community gatherings, that kind of thing to sort of spread the gospel of school food. So we decided to do, we, we decided to take the stealth approach, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, when you talk about those events that are so popular throughout town, so basically your truck is joining up on the line and people can belly up to your truck without being entirely aware that they're eating school food. Do, you know, when they find out it's school food, what's the reaction? It's uh, it's, it's actually one of surprise. Yeah. Um, we've you know we when we park it when we park the food truck at other events we do we are uh, we do think it's important to have literature there and so um, at the table we do have brochures and things that that explain the um, nutritional profile and, and integrity of school meals and and uh, all of the. Uh, great things that school meals do for students during their day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is available for people who, who want to eat from the food truck and are interested in learning more. Right. And, um, you know, I neglected to ask, and this is very important, what's being served? Because it's pretty tasty. And I understand one of the recipes you're using right now is uh, developed by students. It was, yeah. One of, the, one of our entrees, and we've, um, we right now are, are using three uh, distinct recipes uh, on our food truck. Uh, the, the first recipe is actually garlic chicken wrap, and it was the one of the uh, winning entries from a student culinary team within Duval County mm-hmm. uh, from the National Cooking Up Change Competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second uh, entree is a uh, uh, garlic uh, pepper meatballs uh, over served over brown rice. Uh, the third third entree, which happens to be my favorite, is the buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are these are the three items that we're showcasing right now, and and ultimately the the, the long term view of these entrees is that we're we're using uh, these three entrees to really distinguish the offering of the food truck, but we want to over time cycle these. Uh, same entrees into the offerings of the cafeteria to sort of build that bridge to students who otherwise, you know, may not step foot in the cafeteria for whatever reason. Which is very much what Orange County is is doing. And I understand that you visited with Jennifer and her team to um, get some ideas. So there's some there's some great kind of cross fertilization going on in California around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we uh, actually had members of the of the district team uh, jog down there to Orlando, mm-hmm. not jog, but ride. Uh, and just take a look at what they were doing, and and uh, certainly as as uh, you know, I, I think uh, any school district food service program around the nation um, has learned to borrow great ideas, and so we were able to to borrow some some great ideas from from uh, Orange County, and then certainly because Duval is is a unique school district in and of itself, mm-hmm. we certainly took took those ideas and then custom fit uh, other ideas to, to make food trucks work for the kids here in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. And speaking of the kids, I know that the district has put these trucks also to work in some of its vocational training programs. How's that working? Really, really an exciting idea. We, um, you know, part of the, again, we sort of taking a holistic view of, of what the food truck could mean 
within the school district environment. And part of that is we've been working uh, fairly recently over the past few months with uh, vocational and technical education uh, to involve um, uh, schools at, uh, students at magnet schools in what we're calling a capstone project. So um, this gives the uh, opportunity for every uh, kids involved in programs from culinary arts to finance to logistics to marketing to health and medical sciences to all play a part in the running of a food truck. And so we worked with, our, with the district's athletic department to identify six or seven major sports events between now and the end of school. And the students themselves will actually involved in the planning of menus and, and uh, service and um, accounting and marketing and all of those things that are wrapped up with running a food truck and featuring it at a sports event. And uh, the proceeds of, of, of uh, those events will actually be donated to the booster clubs of that, that individual school where they participate. So quite an exciting, uh, um, I think, a unique turn to uh, how, how a district can use a food truck and mm-hmm. also really a phenomenal opportunity for these students to gain real-world world experience. Right, and, and the, I'm looking at a floor plan of uh, your trucks right now, and it's a really um, fantastic resource. The kids really get exposure to a full professional kitchen on wheels. There's um, two ovens, there's four burners, there's there's insulated ice beverage bin, there's three sinks, including it, and a hand wash sink. Um, I mean, this thing is, is big and beautifully fitted up. So, uh, you know, they, they're, they get to feel like pros. It's pretty great. It really, yeah, it really is. In fact, uh, some, of the, uh, some of the students have actually given me the feedback that, you know, the, the, the food truck had better equipment than their own school culinary <laughs> kitchen did, So, which is, uh, I guess, good and bad. But uh, certainly we're excited to provide that opportunity for those students. Right, right. So, um, I, like Orange County Public Schools, you are also um, doing a, a smaller version of, of mobile vending. You have or you are about to, I don't know if you're doing this already, the custom mobile carts for reimbursable grab-and-go on campus? Um, yes. Are, yes. Those, are those in place, or is that in, in, the, in progress? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's in place in a couple of locations, but mm-hmm. certainly expanding. You know, some of the, you know, from a practical standpoint, um, again, something that is certainly not, not unique to Duval. Uh, every, I think every school district is facing this challenge on one, in one way or another, but... Uh, um, with the increasing pressure on school administrators to provide more and more class time and, and increase academic results, oftentimes what is sacrificed is the number of lunch periods, specifically mm-hmm. at high schools. And so, you know, if we're talking at a high school of 3,000 students who had four lunch periods and, and uh, certainly easy for, for students to come in and out and, and, and get their meal and sit down and enjoy time with friends, if that's condensed to two or perhaps one mm-hmm. uh, lunch period, that becomes very difficult. Um, another side impact typically is those campuses, if they have uh, been uh, closed campus before, uh, oftentimes they're uh, converted to opus cam- open campuses. Mm-hmm. So some so some students don't even you know step in, in the direction of the cafeteria. They right. hop in their car and go somewhere else with their friends. And so it's you know, the challenge we're facing, and certainly we believe the food truck addresses this, but additional mobile points of, of service to meet kids out in courtyards and open areas where uh, we can catch them if they're concerned with a, a long uh, wait in line or, or other other concerns for speed that they might have. But, you know, so we'll be, they'll be um, um, cold, uh, cold items. They are cold items and grab-and-go items. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're focusing, we work with uh, 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 Nemours uh, Children's Hospital in Jacksonville, and they uh, provide some 
some input and we meet with them on a monthly basis to consult about menus and they've certainly we've we've worked together to create some some healthy options to put on those mobile cars to encourage kids to choose the right choice when they're in a hurry. That's great. That's a great approach to that open campus problem. I wish you luck with that. That really can be a headache. So this has been wonderful, Brian. I thank you so much for coming on today to tell us about your very creative programming. We have been visiting with Brian Giles, who is a vice president with Chartwell's K-12, posted in Duval County, Florida. It's been food truck day here on Inside School Food. There are other kinds of school food trucks to talk about, as I'm sure most of you are aware. Uh, Food trucks are a critical tool in delivery to summer feeding sites, which is a topic we'll be visiting in a future episode. You can find links related to today's conversations on today's show page on InsideSchoolFood.com. They include a really a great how-to article that appeared in School Nutrition magazine last April. It's very thorough and a must-read if your district is considering investing in food delivery or service vehicles of any kind. Today's episode will also be archived on heritageradionetwork.org. You can upload it to your phone via iTunes or Stitcher. So really, you have no excuse not to listen. This show is totally portable. Uh, Please note, I'm away this week and next, so no new episode next Monday. But there are more than 30 old ones, 30, uh, to check out in my absence. There's going to be a test when I come back, so pay attention, my friends. Uh, I'm Laura Stanley, and I look forward to speaking with you when I return. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.